Hello everybody and welcome to Oh It's a Podcast presents Podcast Star Wars Episode 6 Return of the Jedi Star Wars Episode 6 Return of the Jedi I'm Brian Serber And I'm Noah Drewke We're going to be talking about the final installment in the first Star Wars trilogy Now the second Star Wars trilogy Soon to be Soon Second of three Right, two of three um, And uh, Return of the Jedi So here we go with the opening scroll Possibly the last one Unless someone... Gets the new the new crawl up immediately on Friday, yeah Friday morning or Thursday night. So, we'll yes. see. Um, okay, so here we go. <clears throat> Return of the Jedi. Luke Skywalker has returned to his home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction on a new armed space station even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When completed, this ultimate weapon will spell certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy. I love how, like, how much of a non-sequitur the second half of that scroll is. It's like, if, like, a general had come back from World War One, and it's like... This general is off bailing his friend out of jail. Little does he know, Hitler is right around the corner. I can imagine that in something. <laughs> like, whoa. I can imagine that in something. I mean, I can imagine it in Star Wars. We just saw it. But it, it's like a, a, big, a big jump in, in severity. Yes. Also a, a totally different story. Alrighty, last one. Alright, here we go. So, as you all heard, Luke is on Tatooine, rescuing Han. Um, Darth Vader, meanwhile, has just landed on the Death Star Mark II. Uh, apparently the construction crew is behind schedule, and Vader has been sent to kick their asses into gear. And he also lets them know that the Emperor is on his way to see what's up, which is really his only motivational tactic. Right. No he longer sh- choking yeah. anybody. He shows up and he's like, do it faster. And they're like, we're going as fast as we can. And he's like, the Emperor is coming. And they're like, double our efforts! Here yeah. we go! Because <laughs> I bet the Emperor like does much worse than... Well, no, it makes sense. It's choking. like if you're working and then a supervisor comes by and goes, hey, you don't have those reports ready. And they're like... Fuck you, reports. And I go, oh, the boss is coming. Like, oh, the boss? I could get fired or yeah. killed. And so, yeah. yeah, and also your supervisor is prone to choking, and the boss boss is prone to, like, turning you inside out. We don't know. He's going to shock him with lightning bolts. <laughs> Maybe he has other tricks. He doesn't have other tricks. Still, lightning seems pretty bad. Yeah, he has lightning bolts. It's back on Tatooine. Uh, R2 and C-3PO are walking towards Jabba the House's big hut. Mm-hmm. Jabba the Hut's big house. <laughs> Jabba the House's Big Hut. <laughs> it's like an old, it's like an old bebop song. Jabba the House. It's floating, right? <laughs> no, it's just, uh, it's just, it's on land. Okay, great. And uh, we find out that Lando and Chewie never returned. There's a lot of weird plans that are going on here. It's a very well, circuitous plan. It's, no, but there's like eight different plans going on, like. C-3PO and, and R2-D2 are there by themselves to give the message from Luke. Right. Well, they, they were sent from Luke. Right, so but I just mean... his plan. Okay, yes. Okay, so part of his plan. Leia has come with Lando. Yeah. Lando is there for, like, I'm guessing a week doing nothing but following orders. <laughs> Watching Leia be turned into a sex slave and presumably tongue raped. Nah. And doing nothing about it. And then Hans, it's just, first of all, I fucking hate that whole scene. I hate the whole thing. It's 40 minutes. It's the first act of the movie. Nothing happens. They get Han back. It's unbelievable. It's so ridiculous. It progresses the story in the main story of the movie. Uh Uh-huh. Which is defeating the Emperor. It progresses that story zero amounts. Yes. 
Nothing they like do one one percent in that it like reunites the people needed to do so. I mean, they only need to do so because we then see them do it. But like, I mean, Han basically just hardwires it, and that's what he does. Yeah. If they protected R two D two better, he could open the doors. So like, I'm just saying, like, they could have found a way. The, the without they could have done it without Han. I'm not saying Han is useless. I'm just saying like they probably could have found a way to do it. Yeah, but Han is. Han is their priority, so they they would not be as effective in battle if Han were still Jabba's mantelpiece. I feel like that's like reaching, like Luke, so. like Luke would be like, "Go kill everyone." Luke's like, "I will." Oh man, I just uh, my head's not right. Sorry, I just keep thinking that Han's not here. Sorry, I'll get it. I'll get it. Okay, right, kill the emperor. Is he okay? I can't. Damn it. Okay, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's go. Do I have this? Isn't even my lightsaber. Um, can I have? Where is it? I put it some. You know what, Han would know exactly where it was. I mean, it's no way. But it, the, the whole job of the hut, and, and it's just, it goes on forever. And I know I'm in the minority, and I don't care. that It's it's a third of the movie. Yeah. It's so tedious. I think it's, got, it's, got, it's gotten me wondering about the seventh movie, because this is like, so far, two out of three, this is like a thing they do. Yes. Doing George Lucas does. Right. Yes. So I wonder if they're going to try to mimic that. We had the same issue with the first movie. Where, like, you don't, you don't know the story until, like, so long into it. Like, the beginning of the, the, the you know, the first movie has that whole scene where they just get Anakin. Uh-huh. And you're looking at that scene and you're like, this is going on forever. And it really doesn't have a lot to do with the rest of the story. And it's the same thing in this. I mean, it's just like they have so little to do. It's just yeah. the dialogue's I'd, better. I would, I would at least argue that there's a difference between this and Phantom Menace, and that Phantom Menace was like opening a story, and uh-huh. that, and that took that took a long time to even like get you to where like you know what's going to happen. In this movie, you know like where it's going eventually. And this is also a plot thread that's been that's been going on since A New Hope. Whether or not it's relevant to the grand the grand scheme of things, it has at least been set up a few times. What they like, Han? No, the the job the whole job of the job of the Hutt thing. thing. Yeah, Han yeah. Has job of money. Sure, job is a bad dude. Right. That's like that's a thing to be resolved. Yeah, and I think that's fine, and that's a, I could, that could have been a great curtain raiser, you know, yeah. like the Bond movies. Uh-huh. The one sequence gets you pumped for the movie. They they make the job of the HUD escape like a fifteen minute sequence, mm-hmm. and then you get you know your your Sam Smith writings on the wall song, and then you go into the story. It would have been fine. It would have been fine. Gross. But instead, they devoted their entire first act to it. Yeah, and and, it, and, and by the end, it. Got boring. I, th- I think that's a valid complaint. Yeah. Whether or not I necessarily agree with it, I I liked the whole sequence more than you did. But I can see where you're coming from. I just take comparisons to the prequels very seriously. Oh, I at this point I don't. That that movie came out way before the prequels. If I'd seen that in theaters, I would be like, I mean, not in theater, but if I'd seen the beforehand, uh-huh. now. I'd be sitting there, being like, I can't believe they're spending so much time on this. And then to realize that nothing that happened except getting Han back is a catalyst for anything else. Uh-huh. It's just like, as a story, and like as a, as a storytelling technique, it's a really shitty one. Right, which is what I'm saying. I understand that complaint. Yeah. I think it's a different complaint. Okay, no, that's fine. The structure of Phantom Menace. Let's just take away the Phantom Menace one. It's a really yeah, shitty... Yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that's, 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 that's all I... That's all I'm I'm gonna argue okay. against. That's fine. To me it was a huge waste of the last movie. Alright, well let's just breeze through it then. No, we can go through <laughs> we got the we can go through it. Um oh, we the slave movie go through it. I won't I won't I won't get into my thing again, but there's certainly stuff to talk about in it. Alright, so R two R two and three PO get to, they get invited into Jabba the Hutt's house right. by the uh, the Pigs from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> and Earthworm Jim. <laughs> I don't know who that is. They looked really bad. <laughs> that was funny. These rubber masks look like fucking Power Ranger villains. I mean, they all look bad. They don't all look bad. The, the white dude with like the big fucking hair snake looks awesome. Yeah, he's he looks like Earthworm Jim. 
Okay, who's Earthworm Jim? He's a uh, her old uh, video games and uh, I'll one look of the him Sega up. systems. He doesn't look exactly like him. He's got the worm thing going on. Okay, they're very fun games. Uh, so they take uh, they take the droids to Java. Uh, R two plays Java a message from Luke. Very diplomatic, you know. I I understand you're mad at Han, and that's the whole thing. But I'd like to uh, I'd like to bargain for his life. I mean, he looks like Earthworm Jim if the worm got tired and wrapped itself around his exactly. head. Yeah, it was white. Okay, yeah, I got you. And uh, and so yeah, so also here these droids as a gift because he's being very friendly. <laughs> and uh, and Jabba accepts the droids. And destroys them. Later that night, uh, one of Jabba's classic dance slash orgies is going on in the in the main room. Boy, did that song go on for a while. <laughs> it did. And those singing aliens. For a were song very... with no lyrics, they really seemed like they were pushing for that to be on the radio or something. Yeah. I was gonna be content. Look for how the best cool song this is! It's got like the '80s jazz yeah. thing going on. Hey. Remember that cantina music you like so much? It's double. This is worse. Yeah. Uh, so a masked bounty hunter walks in with Chewbacca in chains and demands double his reward. And we see that Lando is, is secretly part of that bounty hunter's crew. Which immediately makes us realize that that's Leia. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> wow, Lando infiltrated this dude's gang. <laughs> Lando, let me help you. Okay, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, sure, there are other rebels. Maybe yeah. he's, a, he's a different dude. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so they strike a deal. Later that night, we see the bounty hunter sneaking around looking for Han's statue. Uh, the bounty hunter finds it, thaws Han out of its carbonite, and it turns out, surprise, it was Leia the whole time. Why didn't she take the mask off before? <laughs> when Han was, like, freaking out, and she was, like, in the mask, and I'm like, oh, Han, it's me, it's me, Leia. And he's like, what? What? Help! And she's like, no, relax. What are you doing? It's me and like, Oh, right. You probably can't hear me. And you certainly can't see me. Um, yeah, it took a very short amount of time to... It took a long time to freeze him. Yeah. It took about double the time to freeze him than to thaw him. Well, it's a... It's a... It's a system of some kind. There's he a also, word I can't think of. He also aged like three years in the freezing process. <laughs> it's... It's very strenuous. It's like, you know how when you're president, you get a lot older over that yeah. period of time? It's the same thing. When you're, when you're frozen, in carbonite, frozen in carbonite, it's very stressful. President, both stressful. Yeah, tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out Jabba's been watching this whole time. And, uh, Behind a curtain. Yeah. <laughs> that was so stupid. He just pulls curtain. Everyone's watching as if he like got up and he was like, he was like, you, you go over, we're going to hide. Shh. It'll be great. Hide over here. And then they all hit Can you a little drunk? It's like, ah, it'll be great. The warm guy's like, Java, go to bed. Are you sure? And he's like, no, do it. It'll be fun. And they hide, and then they pull back the curtain. And he's like, ah! <laughs> Nailed it. Got ya. So he uh, captures everyone. He throws Han in the dungeon with Chewie, and uh, he captures Leia for himself. Yeah, for uh, the gold bikini. Yeah. He's been waiting to use that on someone for. <laughs> I know it's because she's so tiny, like, <laughs> yeah. like she in like frame. Mm-hmm. She's a short woman and yeah. she's also very thin, so like, he probably like tried it on a bunch of people. Yeah, he ordered this thing from Lovers Lane, and it turned out it was too small, and so Got it he's from been the spelling alley. years. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the Tatooine Alley, which is just. That fucking gorge that Luke was walking through in the first one. It's also that fucking dude's voice still. Yeah. So those are the advertisements. Hey, you! <laughs> Stop being a pussy! <laughs> so, God, okay. It's a little much. We have these uh, radio commercials here for this, like, section of, of what, what, what would you describe that? It's like a series of stores. Yeah. It's like okay. a, uh, it's like a, like a punk goth. Yeah, punk uh, goth alternative sort yeah. of stores. It's on the corner of a uh, Belmont Clark. Yeah, they're going away. Where are they going? Uh, well, someone uh, someone bought the building from the guy. Oh shit! And uh, he's going to open a new thing in Avondale. Okay, it's not leaving. That's a shame. It's leaving Lincoln Park. Right, but um, the radio commercials are this guy just being like, Halloween, Halloween's for your kids. Bullshit. <laughs> we got costumes. Stop being a bitch. He's really aggressive. <laughs> And he yells at you and makes you, he, like, he acts very hardcore. And so he's the one who sold Java. Java's like, I don't want to be a bitch. I'll buy one. It's fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
I like your cut of your jib. So Luke shows up. Jib of the hut. He, uh, he opens the door. He immediately just force chokes some guards. <laughs> which was great. And a little dark side shit. Yeah, we're getting sneak peeks of the dark side. You're just going to start choking people. Uh, he also uh, he talks to a, he talks to Wormhead, gives him the old Jedi mind trick. He's got that one down. Yeah. Bring me to Java, please. <laughs> he, I feel like he could have done it to Java too. Give me all of my friends. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I think Java's probably too strong-minded. Is he? Yeah. Is Java strong-minded? Yeah. Did we get that impression? I mean, he's like a big mob boss. Okay, there's a lot of mob bosses who are stupid in movies and uh, stuff. I, 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 yeah, I get the impression Java's a big deal. Okay. He's not just some, like... He's like the Jack Nicholson to their departed. Exactly. He's smart. He couldn't Jedi mind He's a good him. drawer. And then he spits on his drawings and wine. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> he draws like a rat attacking like a bunch of rats attacking London on like the 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 paper on the table uh-huh. and then he like swills swoops you know he moves his wine around his mouth and just spits on it and Leo, he talks to Leo about rats and stuff he didn't like rats it's a good drawer <laughs> so, I don't I'm not sure Java has the dexterity to draw smell, smell rat <laughs> maybe rat. not I bet I bet the little rat that hangs on his tail can draw for him <laughs> yeah I feel like the, the I feel like George Lucas went to Jim Henson and was like, "Give me all of your nightmares, and I want one blue dude with a snout that just goes yeah, like, like, he's like, like a, he's like a heffalump from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> he's the least intimidating, <laughs> which you know means that he's the scariest. Because it, it's great because it's like his his thing is like a balloon. His snout it only goes up halfway, and yeah. you can see the air in it just push up, like like it's a balloon. It's great." Uh, so Luke is uh, Luke talks to talks to Jabba. He's trying to bargain for uh, for Han. Uh, the negotiation does not go well, and Luke gets sucked into the Rancor pit. Yeah, and the Rancor is a big monster that lives under Jabba's chair. It's very susceptible to just getting stuck in rocks. Yeah. I love that Luke does it with a... He has the fours. He can throw shit around. But he's like, yeah, this one I'll, I'll actually throw. Give him the old curve. <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's, I mean, he didn't grow up a Jedi, so he still likes to feel, he likes to feel shit in his hands. Does he? Is that what it was? <laughs> he's a farm boy. Is that what it was? He was, he was uh, I'd like to do that. Let me put my personal touch on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the new Jedi Order featuring Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Incorporate your personality. Have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> but make it a, give it a personal give touch. it your own make it your own so Luke's being chased by the Rancor uh, he runs uh, runs around for a minute sticks some bones in its mouth throws some rocks uh, eventually <laughs> he uh, yeah he realizes that he could drop the big giant door on its that's head. where he throws the rock at, at the oh he throws switch. the rock at the door that's right I think he also probably threw one at the dude but he definitely threw it at the rock switch yeah. and it broke it was and, a good yeah. aim and then it uh, fell on the Rancor's head and killed it and then the monster wrangler walked in and was very sad about the Rancor being dead. And they both cried and, and put I, their arms over their shoulder. I, I, I found that upsetting. Ups- so <laughs> stupid. He comes in and he's like, oh, 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 And then the dude puts his hand over him and they walk out together. Oh, it was very sad. <laughs> his pet just died. He said, oh, that was how he cried. Yeah. I mean, these movies are goofy all the time. Well, it's, it wasn't sad. The goofy doesn't mean sad. I, he laughed like a goof, and it was sad. No, or he I mean, cried he, like a goof. His acting goofy did not make it sad. <laughs> and I don't know how you can possibly think that's what I meant. His goofiness in crying was not out of place, because everything's goofy. <laughs> and so it was just some guy crying. I'm going to do that throughout the podcast. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> and it's very upsetting. Uh, so it turns out that Luke is, uh, Luke is recaptured after all. Oh, his monster that eats people. Sad. <laughs> yeah. They were friends. <laughs> Did you... It's like when Old Yeller They were died. friends! Old Yeller didn't murder people! <laughs> he could have. That's why they killed him. Oh my god. <laughs> Were you like, I'm, I'm just trying to think of anybody but Hitler, but I'm just like, you're like, oh, Hitler's friends must have been sad when he died. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to think of something. How about Charles Manson? 
Because that's yeah. like not that's not as high level. No, because I think it 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 hurts because it's a pet. Like okay. this isn't like a person to person dog. Okay, so let's say that someone has like a pet dog. Yeah. And that dog keeps eating children. Uh huh. Because he's a dog and he can't help it, but he's constantly eating children. Sure. Who aren't doing anything to him. The children are plopped in their yard. Uh huh. By the father of the pet owner. The pet owner knows this is happening. You know, mm-hmm. let's say he's like a 20-year-old. Sure. The dog lives with the, the, the family. And the, the, the 20-year-old knows this is happening. Uh-huh. And he allows it. But he knows that his dad keeps picking up little children and dumping them in their yard so that the dog can eat them. And then someone comes and shoots the dog because they don't like that he's eating people. Are you going to be like, oh, that's just a shame for that 20-year-old. Do I, do I have to see the pet owner crying over his dead dog? Yeah, you have to see the pet owner crying over his dead dog who's been eating children. Then, yeah, and the pet owner's known about it. And done nothing. I'm probably going to find that a little upsetting in the moment. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't think he should have not killed the fucking Rancor. It's like it, it earned its death. They say the pet owner is an absolute accessory to him just killing innocent people. Yeah, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to feel sad. But it was upsetting watching him <laughs> cry for his dead pet. Oh, man. So Luke is recaptured. <laughs> when Buffalo Bill was sad in Silence of the Lambs, Again, when she steals the dog, person... were you just being like, oh, Buffalo Bill's sad. His dog is stolen. <laughs> no. She's threatening the dog. If, they dog. if the dog died and Buffalo Bill was crying, no. you'd feel bad you for Buffalo Bill. You don't Bill. see any difference at all between Buffalo Bill and the pet wrangler who we didn't know anything about no (laughs) we know a lot of things about the pet wrangler one he kept a monster in the cage against the monster's will i'm guessing relative and you can't do that okay fine fine against pet ownership fine two okay fine (laughs) he knew what was happening and allowed it right that's what we know about him he knew that his pet was being used for torture and murder Uh and allowed it that's all we need to know about him. To know he's not a good guy. He's not a good guy. He's not the same as Buffalo Bill. <laughs> same good guys. He's just, he's just doing his job. Someone's got to take care of this rancor. Might as well be him. He's doing his job. <laughs> he grew, he, we he, don't know that. We he, don't know if it was a job fine. and it was like just you're hired. We don't know that. He could have brought the monster to Java. I'm, I'm just saying that in absent of knowing anything, that is equally as possible. And him being sad over the death of the monster makes him seem like he's more of like a normal dude. Jabba wouldn't be sad over the death of his monster. Darth Vader wouldn't be sad over the death of his monster. What do you mean? Jabba, if that little rat in Jabba's tail died, Jabba would be upset. I mean, he'd be mad. He'd be like, you killed my fucking thing. But he he won't cry. Maybe that's his favorite buddy. You don't know. That's the impression I got. It's the impression you got. Yeah. From watching That's Jabba, the same thing as me being like, he. I got the impression that monster didn't want to be kept in that cage. No, it's not. Because of how aggressive he was when he came out of the cage, killing everything in that's, his sight. That, is, that, that was is, aggression because he thought... That is the not pe- the same thing. Oh, <laughs> Because you're, you're making, making that up right now. You're making that up point. right now. I am not. You don't know that Jabba's not going to be upset about the little rat dude? <laughs> I don't know it at all, but based on what I've seen of Jabba... Based on what I've seen about the monster. <laughs> you're, you're intentionally just being... Uh, what's the word? Against me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. So I'm Luke not. is recaptured. There's a lot more movie. Oh, there's a lot more movie. A lot of it has to do with this scene. Go ahead. Luke is captured. He yeah. gets put in the thing. He throws the rock. The thing collapses. Dude cries. Then Luke gets captured again. Yes. He gets Jesus recaptured. Christ. <laughs> That's he another thing not... we notice. Everyone gets captured like at least once. <laughs> Leia's free. Leia's captured. Leia's captured again. Han is captured. Han is freed. Han is captured again. Everyone's when captured. Is it, when are, when are, uh, I mean, like he's freed from the carbon. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Okay. When we see him in the movie, he is captured. He is right. Yeah. A captive. He, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, this is not earned Luke his freedom. He and Han are still under arrest, 
and they are sentenced to death in the Sarlacc pit, where they'll be digested for 1,000 years. I don't think that's the case. I want to know more about the biology of that Sarlacc creature. <laughs> Lots of people do. They find it to be unlikely that it can survive. How many people? The thousand people in there? That's not a thousand. Let's say there's like 3,000 people in there. Uh-huh. Just Some of them are more decomposed than others. At some point, you're just going to be like, hey, welcome. This is for like, twice, like 200 years, uh-huh. it's going to be a real bitch. Yeah. And, and like, we've, we've seen in books that, like, the sarlacc is fucking huge. Oh, yeah. Like, the, that little bird beak is just the very tip of the iceberg. Right. It's enormous under the sand. I'm sure. And so it's like eating like a couple of people there's not a lot of people on Tatooine no. it's in the middle of the desert so it pretty much needs Jabba to feed it right. like maybe it'll get like a, a fucking Tusken Raider occasionally but how does it survive on that little nutrition yeah especially if it takes so long to digest it it's not getting that nutrition immediately yeah it's just get it's getting one thousandth thousandth of it every so often oh man it's ju- it's just a it's just a magic creature is all that it can be. So right before they are pushed into the Sarlacc pit, uh, Luke gives R two the signal. R two shoots Luke his lightsaber, and the daring rescue has begun. A uh, big chaotic battle breaks out. Boba Fett gets his unceremonious death, where he is accidentally knocked into the Sarlacc pit by Han. I don't understand. I don't. I don't get how you don't understand. I don't understand. What's the What's the thing behind him? He because I. I he looks cool. He's a jetpack. He's got a T on his face. Yeah. The f- Empire comes out. Boba Fett looks like a cool dude. Right, I'm talking about now. Yeah. Like you. Uh-huh. You didn't wait like three years. No. And you've seen other cool shit. That wasn't uh, like Rebels. You. Yeah. You saw it when you were probably like seven or some shit. Right. What made him so cool? I, for me, it was the same. First of all, I didn't, I never really realized until I rewatched these movies that Boba Fett didn't do anything. Right. As, as a little kid, I liked Boba Fett because he looked really cool. He had a cool spaceship and he was like the most prominent, like minor character. And so like, he's like got stuff going on and the toys are cool and so i just assumed oh well boba fett's awesome okay and then like years later i rewatched the movies consecutively and yeah. realized oh boba fett doesn't actually do anything and he dies like an idiot okay especially <laughs> with a jetpack okay uh i have uh, okay a follow question when you found out yes why didn't because i also thought he was cool uh-huh. i saw those i saw those movies all the time yeah i probably had a boba fett toy uh-huh. but seeing it now i realize what a silly character he is yeah I, I, so his coolness has gone for me i mean he looks cool but he did nothing yeah no, i mean it's not gone for me it's diminished right he's no longer awesome in my eyes but i still think just like the the impression of him being cool that I had for so long was strong enough to at least remain like oh yeah like I I see what's going on with Boba Fett right and like he's kind of cool in the fifth one he's very mysterious and so sure and that was just a a huge mistake to just kill off Boba Fett like that yes. Um, amidst the big chaotic battle, uh, Leia strangles Jabba to death with her chain, uh, and everyone gets away. <laughs> They're all safe and sound. <laughs> Jabba's ship crashes, and presumably his long gangster empire has come crashing down. His long gangster empire. And Tatooine can now be a democracy. <laughs> hey, good for Tatooine. They did it. We'll never hear from them again. Um, so, uh, Han and Leia and the gang, uh, return to the Alliance fleet, while Luke goes back to Dagobah to finish his training. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on the Death Star Mark II, Vader greets the Emperor, who has arrived. Uh, the Emperor tells Vader that he has to bring Luke to the Emperor now, if they still want to turn him to the dark side. He doesn't think Vader can do it on his own anymore. And Vader's all like, okay. Luke gets to Dagobah. He finds Yoda to be sick and dying. Uh, Yoda tells Luke that uh, he won't be a full Jedi until he brings himself to confront Vader, who he confirms that to Luke that he is his father. Right. And he, he, also, uh, he also mentions to Luke that there is another Skywalker out there, and then he dies. 
So yeah, Yoda has died. It's very sad. See, that's sad. It was. See, that that was actually sad. I wasn't like really sad. It was just a <laughs> moment of like, oh man. Yeah, that's sad. And now, yeah, Yoda's, Yoda's death is an entirely different level of sad. Yes. We can agree on that. So Luke is, uh, Luke is going to leave uh, leave Dagobah when Obi-Wan's ghost reappears. Mm-hmm. Gives him a, uh, a very quick rundown of the prequels. Which I think is really the way to experience that story. <laughs> Just don't you don't need down. to watch those movies. Just watch that little like minute of Obi-Wan being like, we found him and we were friends and then he turned evil. And uh, he confirms to Luke that he must confront and kill Vader. Uh, and he also uh, leads Luke to the revel- revelation that Leia is his sister. Which I believe is the first time, I mean not the first because prequels, but the first time that the original audience is let in on that little secret. Mm-hmm. Back at the Alliance, uh, Han and Lando exchange some quick banter, as they are wont to do, uh, before we get a rundown about... Uh, about the Alliance's plans for attack on the Death Star Mark II. They know that the Emperor is on board, and uh, they say that it is being protected. It's not operational yet. It's only like half done. Uh, it's being protected by a shield generator on the moon Endor. So they plan to send one group to deactivate the shield generator so that Lando and friends can fly into the middle of the Death Star Mark II and blow it up. Which, again... Just a couple minutes. Give me a rundown of the plan you're going to do. Don't just luck into it, episode one. Uh, Han lands lens Lando. Yeah, we don't see Han fly the Millennium Falcon at all in this movie. No, because he just gives it to Lando. He gives him the, gives him the Millennium Falcon. He's like, you're going to need it more than me. And she's the fastest ship in the world. Yeah, galaxy, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of worlds. <laughs> there are a lot of worlds. <laughs> I wonder when, like, at what point does that expression just stop being useful? In their world? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, just like, assume, like, so here, like, fastest ship in the world. Big deal. If we start, like, if we colonize Mars, for instance, 100 years, 1,000 years from now, we've got colonies on Mars, I'd imagine fastest ship in the world, still probably a fairly substantial phrase. I think it has to do with when you're... Whether you're earthbound or not. Yeah. If we start to go off and explore space and there are people who do that, mm-hmm. that no, no longer becomes a thing. But if you're like, you know, um, uh, Luke's uh, uncle yeah, and uncle, yeah. and you're just there, then in the world is a big deal. All right. Because you can't travel from into to and from worlds. I think that makes sense. Yeah. So the, uh, the gang is, uh, they've all decided to join the, uh, the strike force on Endor. They, uh, they get on a stolen Imperial transport ship and fly their way there. Um, Vader senses Luke on board. They're mm-hmm. trying to give, like, oh, we've got the passcode. And, uh, and yeah, Vader, Vader feels him there. And he's like, let them through so that he can get Luke. So they land on Endor, no problem. They, uh, they get there. They get noticed by some stormtroopers. And so they get into a, uh, a big speeder chase. Stormtroopers are on speeders, and it's like a big motorcycle, but flying. Right. It's like a pod race. Yeah, it was exactly like a pod race, <laughs> except it lasted for a couple of minutes. And still, pretty much everyone crashed and blew up. Yes. Just like a pod race. Uh, Luke and Leia managed to kill the stormtroopers, but they got separated. Luke makes it back to camp eventually, but uh, Leia does not. She gets found by the Ewoks. One Ewok. She feeds it. And gives him a hat, and they become best friends. Yes. And Leia gets taken back to the Ewok camp. Did you find that fan fiction? So no, you, I did so not. Look for it. No. No, I uh, I did a quick search. I found uh, the first thing that came up was Han and Chewie, oh. and then I stopped. Oh, why'd you stop? <laughs> because I had to take notes on. The All movie. right, fine. I wanted to read some uh, erotic fan fiction for you all tonight but uh, i guess i i won't maybe for episode seven yeah. if they don't have the crawl we'll replace it with a sex scene i have a feeling leia yeah. and the ewoks i have a feeling a crawl will be up pretty soon i yeah i'd imagine i wouldn't be surprised if it was up like before the movie happens 
So Vader tells Palpatine that he sends Luke and that he is on Endor. And the good old Palp tells him to wait for Luke to come to him. And that will, the final fight will engage that way. Mm -hmm. Luke and Han, expert trackers that they are, find Leia's hat and wrecked speeders as they go off to look for her. They get caught in an Ewok trap, found by the Ewoks, who then think C-3PO is a god. Why? Because he's shiny and gold. Okay. And so everyone gets taken back. Luke has a lightsaber. Yeah, but he's just a fleshy human okay. that they can eat. Yes. Yeah, they probably do eat humans. Well, yeah, because they, uh, so they bring him back to camp. And they're going to uh, cook him. Yeah, yeah, Han is strung up on a uh, like a rotisserie. And he has a bad feeling about this. He does. They all have bad feelings about things. A lot of bad stuff happens, so you can't blame them. But I maybe, can like, them. keep it to yourself, guys. I can blame them because it's like, when don't you have a bad feeling? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to announce it. Just during the party, he doesn't have a bad feeling. Yeah. Okay. They have a lot of parties. Uh, so, uh, so Leo walks out from one of the huts. Tells the Ewoks to free the gang, and they don't. Uh, Lord 3PO tries, and they still don't listen. So Luke's like, 3PO, tell them that you have magic powers. And then he levitates 3PO around in his chair, right. which scares the Ewoks into thinking he is an angry god, and so they let the, they let the gang go. Mm -hmm. Luke brings Leia aside. Well, this is after they've been inducted into the family of the Ewoks. Oh, yes. Not they, only are they not going to kill them, but now we like all of you. Yeah, now they've, they've become they've become friends, which I think is probably the best way. Like, if you're treating these people poorly and your god's going to kill you, yeah. treat them as best you can. Yeah. And then your god will be happy. So Luke takes Leia aside and uh, tells her that they are brother and sister. And uh, he is going to go try and turn Vader back to the side of good. Right. Because that is his ultimate mission. Leia is not really into it because she is worried about Luke, but she lets him go through with it. Vader lands on Endor, just as Luke has <clears throat> turned himself in. Mm -hmm. And uh, he and uh, he and Vader have a little chat, and Vader admires Luke's lightsaber in a very, like, fatherly way. Like, oh, you built this. Very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> We're picking up right where we left off. I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> That's your, that's your that's your breathing? No. That's a little better. It's my breathing. Alright, you'll be the breathing soundboard. <laughs> Great. Let me know. So the gang is getting ready. Do you want me to do Palpatine? Sure. Pal Palpatine's. Pow. Perfect. Power! Yeah. So the gang is getting ready to break into the uh, the shield generator room when the Ewoks tell them about a secret entrance. Mm. So they head over to that instead. Uh, Lando and the crew, meanwhile, not the gang, that's how I'm going to differentiate, are uh, on their way for the assault on the Death Star Mark II. Yeah. Uh, one of the Ewoks steals a speeder, which draws all the uh, all the guards away from the front of the uh, the shield generator. Two of them. All, all, right, all but one. Right. One guard is remaining who is, uh, who is easily uh, easily caught. He taps him on the shoulder. Yeah. That's, that was weird, though. Because Han's plan was, I'll tap him on the shoulder, run to the side of the building where we have 80 people pointing guns at him. Uh -huh. That dude could have just looked to his left and just been like, oh, hi. And then there's 80 people pointing guns at him. How do you mean? Like, I mean, they were around the corner. Well, they could have just ran around the corner. Maybe. And just been like, hey, you, there's 80 of us. No, I, maybe that would have been, like, made him more likely to, like, be startled and shoot at them. Hmm. Whereas if, like, he's he's running and finds them, that guy, like, he could have been as, startled. His adrenaline's already going. But it's, like, it's not as, like, knee jerk of a reaction mm -hmm. if you're just, like, standing still to doing something. Whereas you're doing a thing, you got to stop running and shoot them, and by then you realize, well, I probably shouldn't shoot them. You don't have to stop and shoot them. I've seen a lot of movies. People run and shoot all the time. Hans run and shot. On like that was his plan, though. If you if you're running around the corner and suddenly there's a giant army, it's gonna startle you into stopping. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
so, uh, so Vader has brought Luke back to the Death Star Mark II, uh, into the throne room with the Emperor, who uh, tells Luke that all the rebels are walking into a trap. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rebel, uh, the rebel fleet shows up. Immediately gets ambushed. The uh, the gang on the uh, on the ground is also ambushed by more troops. They are brought outside of the room by the stormtroopers. When suddenly Ewok reinforcements arrive, and the big battle of Endor ensues, with mostly just the Ewoks, but also some rebels fighting all of the stormtroopers. Pardon me. The space battle also rages on. Lando and crew are uh, they're flying around, mostly trying not to die, and hoping that uh, they can knock down the shield generator in time. Uh, Luke is uh, Luke is just being forced to watch all of this happen out the window. That's the Emperor's plan is just make him really mad, right? Because mad anger leads to hate and the dark side and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the gang is still trying to break into the shield generator room. The battle's going pretty well. And, uh, but it's, it's going well in the sense that they're all still fighting. But they're kind of getting squished by the big walking Imperial walkers. Mm-hmm. Because they're very hard to kill. Uh, the Emperor continues to taunt Luke about all this. He's like, ah, your friends are going to die. And Luke finally has had enough and grabs his lightsaber and uh, the fight begins between him and Vader. On Endor, we see the Ewoks hijack one of the Imperial walkers, which suddenly turns the entire tides. They can shoot at the walkers. They can drop logs into them now. Oh, man. They can... Uh, it, they was, can it was great. They can trip them up. They're really kicking ass. They were really kicking ass. They're doing a great job. And uh, Luke and uh, Luke and Vader continue their fight, which is... Uh, a lot of Luke being like, you're still a good guy. Come back. And Vader's like, no. And it's, that's essentially where we are right now. <laughs> As you can tell, I actually oh. wrote this movie. You wrote, yeah. And you're doing a great job. That, yeah, that was, and that's where yeah. we are. <laughs> Vader's like, no. <laughs> they improv a little on set. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the gang find a way to trick their way into the shield room. And, uh, and Han starts setting the charges. Uh, Luke is uh, Luke is hiding from Vader on the Death Star. Uh, Vader starts taunting him like a, a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either that or get into a big sword fight. I'd be hiding too. Okay. <laughs> Just like calling out from the shadows, like be a good guy, and hoping that would work. <laughs> Vader starts taunting Luke about Leia. Right. And he's like, well, if I can't get you, then maybe I'll just turn her to the dark side. And so Luke pops no! out and just starts fucking wailing on Vader with his lightsaber. You know, honestly, like, the lightsaber fights have been fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, the chore- choreography. When 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 Luke has him on, like, the bridge right before he uh-huh. cuts his hand off, and Vader just has the one hand up with the lightsaber, yeah. and Luke's just fucking hitting it over and over again, uh-huh. it's the best lightsaber uh, thing yeah. in any of these this, movies. This this whole this whole conflict, and specifically the I end of it... Yeah, and I, I mean, the rest of it didn't really impress me as much. Yeah. That one part where he's just over and over again yeah. hitting his lightsaber that, is th- the best lightsaber part yeah. of these movies. It's amazing, yeah. because he's just so mad, yeah. and you can see him fighting differently. Yeah. He's just beating the shit out of him. Yeah. And it's like it's so it's so cool to watch, and like I remember the first the first time I rewatched these back uh, way back when. Yeah. I noticed I'm like, oh my god, that's like, that's really cool. Yeah. And I was hoping it lived up to its itself this time, and it totally did. Uh, so uh, so yeah, Luke uh, Luke eventually ends up cutting Vader's hand off again, which has yeah. got to just be really annoying <laughs> for Wait, all these people. Luke didn't cut his hand off originally. No, but I just mean his hand gets cut off again. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's just uh, another robot hand. That's probably not as like annoying as his original hand. It's just like it happens so rarely to anyone. Yeah. That for the Skywalker family to be like down four hands <laughs> yeah, yeah. in two generations <laughs> is a little, a little like Jesus Christ again. Uh, but he, uh, the Emperor is getting all happy about this because Luke is giving into his darker urges. So uh, so Luke puts his lightsaber away. He stops. Because he doesn't want to let the Emperor win. 
the shield generator is blown up in an enormous explosion. Yeah, that that was a big explosion. <laughs> yeah, they're great, like you said, they were great Those charges. charges were really good. Top notch yeah, charges. Hot, it was the top shelf charges. Those were good. <laughs> they spared no expense. <laughs> And uh, because of this, the attack on the Death Star Mark II begins. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the rebels are getting excited. The Emperor tells Luke that he will die if he won't turn, and he starts electrocuting him a bunch. Power! <laughs> giving him the unlimited I, power shtick. I am full of unlimited power! <laughs> and it's, it looks really unpleasant. The whole, like, all, all the movies, I feel like getting Force Lightning is, like, really bad. my power, Luke. He loves his power. Not from a Jedi. <laughs> it's my favorite line. Maybe we should just read That's my favorite line. power. That's my favorite line. Is that the quote we used for that movie? I don't know, but it's No, not. what was the third one, right? Yeah. Fuck, what did we use for the third one? I don't know. We'll have to go back Shit. and check. But I don't think it was power. I don't think it was. It totally should have been. <laughs> I must have been in a rush. <laughs> I was like, ah, just a quote. Any quote. Here Not we go. from a Jedi. It's my favorite line in any of the movies. The way he says that line. because you can do the voice. The way he says the line, and he turns his head slowly when he says it. Oh, it's so good. So yeah, shocking Luke a bunch. Vader eventually has seen enough, and I say eventually because he lets Luke Luke get shocked. For <laughs> he a looks while. at he looks at Luke and then the Emperor like fifteen times. Yeah. and then he uh, he eventually uh, he decides he's seen enough. He picks up the Emperor and throws him over a ledge, killing him in a fiery blue explosion. The Emperor explodes, but the uh, the force lightning that Vader got hurt him a bit. Yeah. We, uh, we see Lando and the crew start flying into the center of the Death Star Mark II. Mm -hmm. And uh, back on, uh, on board the Death Star, Luke is carrying Vader off. Vader tells him that he's dying either way. Luke can't save him. And uh, he, wants to, uh, he wants to look at Luke once with his own eyes before he dies. And so uh, Luke takes his helmet off. They have a, uh, <clears throat> they have a little moment. Annie. And exactly. Aww, we, get to, we get to see little Annie. Little Annie. Little Annie Oakley back. And then he dies because he's old and in half. Uh-huh. Uh, Lando and the crew, uh, they reach the center of the Death Star Mark II. They blow it up and they start their escape. They're daring flying right past the explosion. Right. And everyone manages to make it out just in time. Yes. And... Uh, Back on uh, on Endor, we see uh, we see the Death Star explode, and uh, and Han immediately reassures Leia, like, "Listen, I'm sure Luke was alive." And Leia's like, "No, I know, I can, I can feel him." So she has already started to embrace her uh, her Force roots. It's gonna be interesting in the seventh movie to see where she is in yeah. her Forceness, and also just her feeling Luke. You know? Yeah. Is she like? Is she just gonna be like a tracker? Like yeah, that's Luke all they use her for. Turn they're, left and they're, go. They're gonna tape her to the front of the ship. Yeah. And just point the direction. She's, she's just, out there, just dead. <laughs> she's got a helmet. On. <laughs> she's so she's got a little air thing from the first movie. Ah, yes. She's got her little air thing because she's a Jedi now. Yeah, she might as well be. Yeah. So uh, she's a general. Yeah, <clears throat> a general Jedi. General. Leia. A general. Okay. <laughs> I wrote that movie too. So the uh, the empire is destroyed. We see uh, celebrations yeah. throughout the land. Now, what's so interesting was we knew immediately that that was stuff from the prequels. That was like prequel CGI. Right. It was like big. Everything had the same look to it. Yeah. It was really fake it's looking. Also, just clearly CGI because this was when when, when did the prequels end? Who's in in 05, but this, I don't know if that, but they re-released all the movies in like 98, uh -huh. 97 before the, for, for the, uh, uh, Phantom Menace came uh -huh. out in 99. Yeah. But this had Hayden in it. Right. So, so this must've been, yeah, 05. Yeah. yeah if it's mid 2000 CGI of, yeah. of giant cities. It's not great. Right. And you can tell us, well, you can also tell us just leftover from like episode two. Like yeah. they didn't, they didn't create new, they just put fireworks in. But um, but yeah, it looked uh, it looked very out of place. Yeah, especially when we got back to Endor, 
for the normal big party. Yeah. Which uh, which is our second big party of the series. And, yeah, and yeah, I which mean, is of, <clears throat> of I don't remember the prequels, but like of these three. Do you mean from the first one where they get medals? Right. Yeah, this was a lot better. Yeah. No, <laughs> of them just hanging out, not getting a medal. <laughs> How come they didn't get a medal this time? Well, they hadn't gotten back to the uh, alliance yet. All right, there better the, be some medals involved. The Ewoks may have given them the traditional Ewok honor. Which was human testicles. Yeah, no, it's like, remember from necklaces. The Lion King when uh, Rafiki rubs all the, uh, the fruit juice on Simba's forehead? From the beginning or the end? Beginning. Okay. As a baby. Does he do it at the end, too? Possibly. Okay. But that's that's what the Ewoks do. They crack open a melon and they wipe some juice <laughs> on your head. With their thumb? Yeah. <laughs> they make a little tea. <laughs> they look like Boba Fett. Yeah. And then they'll die unceremoniously. <laughs> Yeah, so then we see everybody hugging and whatever, and then Luke looks to the left, yeah, and we his see ghosts. his ghosts, Obi-Wan, Yoda, and Anakin, they put in Hayden Christensen, which I'm totally fine with, because the prequels did a really good job of, of during this whole entire thing with the... Um, the redemption of Anakin and them saying Anakin, it made those points hit harder for me. Uh-huh. When they were just like, Anakin's not here anymore and everything. It's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I get why you're saying that. Because like, then that's who you associate Anakin with. What? Because no, I associate with Hayden Christensen? Yeah. No. That's how I'm just like, yeah, you're not Hayden Christensen anymore. No, no, no. I just mean like, because we saw his journey, however ill-conceived it was, right. We did see it, so it does give these movies an extra punch. No, but yeah, I mean, because that, that's what I'm saying. Like, instead of using the original guy, yeah, them putting in Hayden Christensen, yeah. who you associate as Anakin right. more than the guy who yeah. you saw for half a second, right? Then that is like that makes it more. Yeah, powerful it makes it more you. powerful for me, and you no, know, and also just every mention of Anakin and his old life, and he uh-huh. was a Jedi, and. Luke saying to Vader, like, you know, you're, you were Anakin once. And he's like, that name means nothing. Like, it's just like that. It, whenever Vader especially mentions it, all I think of is just like the prequels and their mm-hmm. stories, which is, like I said, as shitty and ill-conceived as they were, it does add gravitas to those moments. Yeah, we have a, we have a face to the name. Yeah, we have, we have actions to a name and events to the name. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know how Leia has flashes of her mother. She the force she died but what <laughs> she can just see back in time from before she was born i mean not like clearly but yeah the the force has has given her like pictures of like oh yeah my mother was was beautiful and i remember her as kind like I she see. doesn't like remember like natalie portman like frolicking in a field i see but she's got she's got ideas impressions okay the midichlorians they did it <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, as far as this Return of the Jedi, it's um, I really don't like the first third. Right. Everything else I think is really strong. I don't mm-hmm. get why people don't like the Ewoks. No, I was, I like I in theory understood it before actually sitting down to watch the movie right. again because it was like oh a bunch of like silly teddy bears and their goofy traps and it's just like oh so ridiculous but the ewok scenes were a surprisingly violent yeah and b the the ewok scenes with them in traps and stuff and like you know lay feeding them not as annoying as i think no. people think it is yeah no they're not really annoying i mean they're clearly like family friendly but right. i mean they're family movies That's all of them so yeah it, i mean it was a little like a little more overt <laughs> if you're gonna than... find the ewoks annoying you would hate c3po in the first one because that's all he is. There's yeah. a family element, but um, but but no. That, but then when they fight and stuff, like they're not as they're not that they're not annoying when they're just being themselves. No. And then when they fight, they're awesome. Yeah, I mean, they're fighting. Those those traps they set were cool as yeah, shit. And they're killing. Yeah. Like we, you pointed out the scene we saw where they're actually like they're, on screen just stabbing a bunch yeah, of dudes to yeah, death with like their spears. Like all, all you could see is like the end, the top end of their spear, but they're jamming it down. <laughs> yeah, and it's like squishing noises. <laughs> they're, they're stabbing these people. And not only that, but you want to talk about sad. That that little cutaway of the of like the Ewoks mourning their dead. Yeah, there was like just the one. Oh, that was that always those other. made me really sad when like, I saw that. That's like, yeah, there, there's actual emotion in that. Yeah, that's sad. Like, what are you, what are you all talking about? Yeah, 
And, like, I've heard some people complain, like, oh, well, how could they defeat the stormtroopers? They're a great army. You saw that, them. That, that's, I mean, like, their their argument is that, like, it doesn't make sense that the stormtroopers are so are doing so poorly oh, in this fight. But that's how we lost the Vietnam War. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You think the American army is worse than the Vietnamese army? No. no yeah, no. we destroy them on, like, regular war, but not in the woods. Where yeah. they've had time to set up their log traps. It's <laughs> guerrilla warfare. Um, I think the visual effects in the fight scene in space are really good. Mm-hmm. Really good in this one. Uh, the emotion, the, the stuff with Luke at the end is really strong. Um, uh, so overall, it, 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 I, I enjoyed the movie. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's no Empire. Empire, is, Empire. Empire is clearly the peak of the I whole I think series. I might like f- f- uh, six better than four, because I just I just felt like literally nothing happened in four. Or when it did, it was just the last twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and like everything else building up to it was so slow, and you didn't know where it was building toward. You know, like the, it just it was like the main plot of the movie was to save the princess. And when you realize it's not really a plot of a movie, then it becomes oh, let's also just destroy the Death Star. <laughs> and it's like wait. So, um, so, uh, so, so, no, I think I might like it better than six. I would have to see him again back to back, which I won't for a while, but yeah. five is definitely the best, but, um, but, uh, uh, no, I, I like, I like most of this. Absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 I was kind of surprised by how much I enjoyed the end of uh, the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And I would, I would also put it. Over four, I think. Yeah, but uh, but definitely behind five. Yeah, I would. I don't. You know, I think people think of the six as the weakest of the original. I yeah. would absolutely disagree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lot stronger. Um, so hopefully five. I mean, it's so funny watching all these, especially knowing that George wrote all of them, but five. But um, at least this one he co-wrote with Lawrence Kasdan, who's co-writing yeah. the seventh. But so we'll just say George wrote the beginning. But um. The we notice patterns, uh-huh. right? We notice just like the whole, um, at least I have the narrative like lack of plot or like lack of forward momentum until we really get into forward momentum, right? Um, and so I really hope that the seventh one doesn't do that, and uh, and I don't think it will because there's different people behind it, and it's just thirty years after these were made. But uh-huh. um, that is our next one. We're done with. Uh, with at-home viewing. Yeah. So, we still don't have our tickets. As is tradition. We, By the time you hear us for Podcast 7, we will have gotten tickets. We will have There's our no tickets. There's no way we can do that podcast without having gotten tickets. We, we, will have, we don't have our tickets yet. We plan on going Thursday at 9, although I, re, I mean, people are lining up now for shit. Oh, I mean, they're early. No, like, they're, like there are people lining up in places we could go to go 11. see it. <laughs> Is there an 11 that day? I think so. Really? Maybe we should. But <laughs> I don't know. Because I don't want to get there and then be like, uh, oh, there's a huge line. Uh-huh. And then just, what, are we going to like exchange tickets? Like, or just go and sit in the front or like in different places? Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'd probably figure it out off mic. we got to figure it out. Uh, but we are <laughs> going to see the seventh. Uh, so our seventh and final installment in Podcast Star Wars will be... Uh, released on Friday or Saturday. Yes. Off chance of Sunday, although, I, no, it's not going to be Sunday. Friday or Saturday, it will be released, so check back after you see the movie to hear us talk about the movie. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, it's going to make a lot of money. It's going to be very crowded. My mom said, uh, oh, I'm thinking about going to a movie on uh, on, on Friday. Uh, do you guys want to go? I'm like, what movie? She goes, oh, with Maureen. I don't know what we're seeing. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Don't go to a theater that has like mainstream movies. Huh. And she's like, why? And I'm like, Star Wars. She's like, but we're not going to go see Star Wars. I'm like, mom, don't go to a theater. You won't be able to move. There's going to be too be many madhouse. people. Go to like the Renaissance Island Park where they just have specialty movies, the mm-hmm. independents. Go yeah. there. No one will be there. <laughs> and if people are, they're not going to be a lot of them. So yeah, she was like, very, she's like, it'll be fine. I'm like, no, it won't be fine. Don't, it's going to be so crowded. Um, but, uh, I will say one last thing. Uh, Sisters had this promotional video where they kind of spoof Star Wars. Uh-huh. And it ended with the hashtag, you can see them both, which uh-huh. I thought was genius. Uh-huh. So if you do get stuck and you go to Star Wars and sold out, go to see Sisters. 
give, give them the money. I like both. I like all the people that made that. Um, but uh, that is it for... Oh, it's a podcast presents Podcast Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. I'm Brian. I'm Noah. Thank you for listening. And here is your Star Wars quote of the day. He says the Tauts are going to show us the big space of the shield generator. Good. How far is it? We need some fresh supplies, too. Chiyoto, but... Try and get our weapons back. Go, my freedom. Hurry up, will you? I haven't got all day.